Welcome everyone. It's very beautiful to see you arriving today. And in a moment, um, Maria will ring the bell and we'll sit for 10 minutes and we'll say the verse of the robe uh, together. So we'll just wait for a few more people to arrive. <clears throat> Up to 30 past the hour. Thank you, Maria. We can make a start now.
Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. <clears throat> Last week we uh, explored how we uh, regulate together our shimmering selves across the vastness of space and the mystery of time. And we breathed together and we heard Suzuki Roshi's words, calmness of mind is beyond the end of your exhalation. And I wonder if some of you have been practicing with that this week. Today I want to broadly explore uh, intimacy. And I'd like to start with somewhere we're not today and then move to somewhere we are. If you've been to a retreat or to a zendo or to a seshin, you will know that there's a particular form that we inhabit, that we follow. So I'm thinking we bow to our seat and the room as we sit down. And once we've sat down, when people come to be beside us, we see them in our peripheral vision and we bow to them as they sit down. But we may never see them face to face. They're sitting, looking either at a wall or into a circle or towards an altar. And there are these two uh, presences beside us. And it's possible to sense the difference between your right and left side. There's a visceral sense I have of the person, the people beside me. So it's not visual, but there's something very intimate happening in a different way. I'm seeing them with my other senses. And then we get up and we follow one of those people during walking again and again. And it's possible to become quite intimate with their back and their neck and to be really amazed by the possibilities of seeing someone not from the front, from the back. And we notice how they walk, the unique way they inhabit themselves again and again, and then back to our seats. And if after some time, those people came to sit beside me, either in a retreat or on a park bench, I would have a knowingness about them even though I may never have spoken to them or seen them face to face. There's a, an intimacy that happens in the Zendo, which is very potent and very, very beautiful. So let's move to where we are today. I wonder how it was for you before you arrived this afternoon perhaps the five minutes before you logged on. And when you arrive, what do you do? I, when I arrive, um, 
even if I'm offering a talk, I I scroll at the up to the other pages to see who's here, and I have various levels of of delight. Um, oh, there's Trevor, there's Catherine, there's Mary, and delight at people I've never actually met in person, but I have a a sense of you from being with you online. There is an intimacy of being online together. And I was thinking about the whole statement about gallery view. You're in the gallery, all of you, in your own painting, and you're also viewing the others. So you're both seen and seeing at the same time, which seems to me quite unique in these times. Something that's been created since we've been meeting online. Gallery view. So I'd like to take you out this afternoon to the National Gallery of Scotland in Edinburgh. I've got tickets and we're going to see a painting I love very much and whenever I'm in Edinburgh I like to go and see it and uh, I want you to imagine that we're walking along the gallery and this painting is at the end of one gallery and looks straight at you through the gallery and Maria is going to show the painting to you now and so what happens when this happens is I completely lose my notes so I'm going to tell you about it um, with, the, with the kind of intimacy of not having a script at all. So this is the uh, Rembrandt self-portrait of 1655 when he was around 50. And at that time, he'd suffered, suffered a lot of loss. He'd lost his wife, Saskia, and three infant children. And his finances were in turmoil. So this is one of the great Rembrandt late self-portraits, looking back at us over more than three, three centuries. So let's just for a moment pause because it invites, for me, a silence. Let's just look at this beautiful, intimate painting. And now Maria is going to invite Rembrandt to join us in inquiry by making him inquiry size. So there he is. So my question to you, having seen the larger painting, is if Rembrandt came to inquiry, what would he want to ask, what would be his inmost request? So thank you, Maria, if you can. I have a lot of gratitude to the, um, the writer John Berger, who helped me have eyes to see these things. He said, Rembrandt was sustained by a vague hope, an intuition, that later it would be others who would look at him with a compassion he could not allow himself, and for others read us. So we're going from uh, Edinburgh now, we're going across the North Sea to, to Amsterdam, to the Vermeer exhibition at the Rijksmuseum. 
and this exhibition is completely sold out because uh, it shows 28 of the 37 extant paintings in this one exhibition. And uh, Johannes Vermeer lived from 1632 to 1675, and he was able to create these intimate interiors and simultaneously gateways into people's own uh, interior worlds. The director of the museum says he was able to create an intimacy that was never seen before. He captures the moment and makes it timeless. And I would recommend, if you're interested, just go to the museum piece about it. Um, it's very beautiful. And it, uh, for me, it makes me feel quite tearful watching this amazing exhibition that I can't actually go to in real time. So Maria is now going to show us um, a painting of Vermeer's called Woman Reading a Letter, 1662. Let's spend a few moments just standing in front of this painting and just appreciating it. We're now going to invite this young woman to uh, join inquiry and make her inquiry sign. <laughs> she was there briefly. So, um, what question would she bring to our inquiry this afternoon? <clears throat> Okay, thank you, Maria. So we've, we've looked, we've been to two galleries uh, this afternoon and um, there's a There's a particular creativity and um, invitation when we look at anybody to, um, to look with loving presence, to look with care. So it's a very creative process. I've been reading um, a book about Brighton in the Second World War and there's um, a prisoner who's been allowed to create a fresco. And he says, I tell myself that the color in a fresco is dependent on the most minute of things, that it is catalyzed by the light of the onlooker's gaze, by the carbon of their breath, by the speed or calm of their hearts. So there's a life that happens between catalyzed by the light of the onlooker's gaze. So what I'd invite you to do now, and by leaving your camera on, you're um, indicating that you want to do this. I would like to invite you to pin somebody in the gallery. You can go to the top right hand corner of their picture and you will see pin. I'd like to invite you, just as we've watched and looked at the Rembrandt self-portrait and the woman reading a letter, just for a moment to look with that same attention at somebody in this room who's giving their permission to be seen and who at the same time is seeing.
And then I invite you with a bow to move away and come back into the room. Thank you. So to return to the woman reading a letter, Suzuki Roshi wrote, we have a term, shosoku, which is about the feeling you have when you receive a letter from home. Even without an actual picture, you know something about your home, what people are doing there, or which flowers are blooming. That is shosoku. Although we have no actual written communications from the world of emptiness, we have some hints or suggestions about what is going on in that world. And that is, you might say, enlightenment. When you see a plum blossom, or hear the sound of a small stone hitting bamboo, that is a letter from the world of emptiness. Perhaps we could say, when you see a presence shimmering on gallery view, or hear the sound of Maria ringing the bell, that is a letter from the world of emptiness. And Suzuki Roshi goes on to say, when Buddha, what Buddha said was just a letter from the world of emptiness, just a suggestion or some help from him. If someone else reads it, it may not make sense. That is the nature of Buddha's words. To understand Buddha's words, we cannot rely on our usual thinking mind. If you want to read a letter from Buddha's world, it is necessary to understand Buddha's world. So perhaps a Dharma talk is a letter from home, a letter from Buddha's world, a letter from emptiness that we can't realize with our intellect. Perhaps in our galleries tonight, today, this morning, we are letters from emptiness. We are form that arises from emptiness and we return to it. And I think that's where I want to stop. Thank you very much. <clears throat> We have Joel. Hi, Joel. You. you. I am now muted. Thank you. Josh, this is so wonderful. Thank you so much. To start with those uh, very evocative visuals uh, from, from Rembrandt and from, from here, so touching and the the quote from uh, the writer that you read about Rembrandt, uh, hoping for compassion that he couldn't allow himself. Very, very moving. And then the Suzuki Roshi quote that you ended with is is one of my favorites and, and, and one that I, I was reading it last week at one point. And I thought, I'm going to stop reading Buddhist writings. I'm going to stop reading sutras. I'm just going to go out and look around and, and just 
pay attention to what's going on. Those are the letters from emptiness. The, I mean, the 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 Buddhist writer, or the at least the the Zen writers are saying, I can't convey in words what's going on, mm. and and maybe I should shout at you or hit you with a stick, but but maybe it's not worth the trouble. Mm. But go someplace where there's no grass. Go someplace where there's no heat, or or the heat kills you, or like that. Um, anyway, a perfect, perfect explication. I'm so deeply moved. Thank you. I really, really appreciate what you're sharing, Joel, because I think the more and more I'm finding just my life, what, I, what, what I'm interested in, what I'm passionate about, reveals the Dharma. Um, it, it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's more effortless in, in that sense. It's, it's all there. Um, and I love the way you kind of express that. I'm going to stop, not necessarily stop reading Buddhist books, but, you know, there's a time to just go and find what's there, isn't there? There's the finger and the moon, and I I spend all my time looking at the finger. It's what I feel like, mm. uh, and and the moon is there, you know. It's always there. Yeah, there's me next. <laughs> we, we got through that somehow. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Thank you for all the. Um, technical work you did to create those those images and um you know make them small and yeah really grateful you're very, very welcome it was it was a lovely exercise to do and and i love the exercise that you asked us to do when you asked us to pin somebody mm. and i pinned a dear friend lynn flocky mm. and uh, i was i was sat sat looking at, at lynn and i was just and as i was sat with her i could feel my body settling and you know and it just how we do really regulate each other and you know that that kind of and and we're on zoom but i really felt that intimacy and that settling and there was something about you know feeling that settling so that i can see clearly you know what we carry with us all the time our reactivity and reverberations of the world and then when we just take a moment to just be and stop that we can we can begin to see past the tangled display you know that we that we create that peace that's always there behind that tangled display and i really felt that when i was doing that exercise with lynn and with the rembrandt photograph when you've explained his story you know and the the sadness and the what he'd been through and what connection that created for me with that picture i felt a really deep connection of humanity of loss of, of everything that we all go through we all go through everything and i really felt that that deep that deep connection that i might have missed if you hadn't have have brought this mm. and, and explained that mm. and something about when we do get to really be with our own suffering and conditioning how that can really help and support us to really be with others mm more intimately and closely because there's like a deeper understanding of what's you is me we we all go through we all feel the same things mm. and uh, and it just gives us that real deeper sense of of intimacy that you're talking about that's really beautiful to hear you know i think we can you know the word gallery view can just sort of pass us by and we get we we don't really think you know what is that what does that mean um, and I think, you know, you've really um, expressed, expressed that in, in your experience of, of the, the beautiful opportunities that are in this community for connection mm. in this pretty unique way. If we come back to our breath, exhale and rest mm. at the end of that exhalation, like you talked about last week, so that we can just connect in that moment at that point more deeply mm. 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 thank you so much looks like we have ed next <laughs> from hawaii
add. Unmute. Okay. Hi, Hi. Josh. <laughs> Good to see you. Can be seen but not heard. Um, I just, I guess, to start, just thank you. Thank you very much. Um, wonderful um, presentation, wonderful content, um, wonderful guiding. And if I'm not misinterpreting or uh, what was being said, the um, it seemed that that you're intimating that there can be or should be in some way at some time uh, a turning outward, but with intimacy, um, so that we can get to a point to be um, more connected, if you will, mm. with being able to turn inward, to be able to appreciate that inward language, which is without words, and it's an inward language of relationship and intimacy. But mm. sometimes it's going out to see the Vermeer picture and see how that moves you back inward. Yeah, that's beautifully put because I think those paintings for me, you know, create a kind of chiming or vibration in myself of something, you know, they they meet me. So I feel like you're you're kind of um expressing, you know, that process very beautifully. Thank you. There there is and I, I know when I see something like seeing that um that Rembrandt and seeing, uh, I saw a photograph from someone yesterday on, on Instagram, and there's a, a very familiar and deep kind of vibrational resonance that happens uh, inside, which um, I don't have a label for, don't need a label for it actually, well, but that connection is there. Um, and it, it starts that whole level of intimacy. And um, yeah, and it, it's interesting, you know, that we, we we look at it and you've described you know not having words for it it's you stand before something like that and and it just invites silence mm. um, but but a kind of very potent silence um which you know is very it's very connecting and very beautiful particularly over three three centuries you know it's like oh you know the fact that he was incredibly successful after his death, you know, it's like it, it, it's heartbreaking also. Yeah, it is. He's, he's, he's like us, you know, he's, you know. <laughs> yeah, I may not be the world's second richest um, billionaire from my uh, images while I'm alive, but who knows afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows yeah yeah thank you very much thank you so much it's really nice to connect with you today and for me Oh, we have Katia. Oh, she's disappeared. Um, I'll find her. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> we'll bring Lynn down for now. Okay. Hmm. Thank you, Josh. It's uh, really love traveling with you <laughs> and uh, yeah the portraits make me want to cry <laughs> and I was just struck by um, 
that sense of uh, everything arising from emptiness and going back to it. Mm. And uh, I guess I just wanted to sit with you. Mm. Two forms arising from emptiness and at some point we'll return to it and the preciousness mm. of the moments when we're, we're still embodied and hearing our mm. human lives for the short time that we're here. It's very precious to uh, sit with you, Lynn, and um, to you know to feel the, the the form and the emptiness just flowing backwards and forwards. Um, and uh, it was great to uh, have that journey with you. And um, you know the to have the opportunity to have my own inquiry doing preparing a talk. Um, it's, it's, it's a process and, and the emptiness part, you know, that kind of really struck me at the end. All of these uh, images that just come and go uh, Thank you. Thank you for your letter from Emptiness. And Katya's back. Hi Katya, you're back. Yes, thank you. Um, not really sure how to articulate this, um, but thank you very much uh, for the exercise. And um, I was really struck by how my emotional reaction to the first portrait changed when you told the story. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's a very familiar painting and found it interesting. Um, and, and then when you told of the loss and, and the surrounding story in the context, um, just feeling a, a softening and an opening and a tenderness and really seeing then the face in a very different way. Um, and I actually, Lynn, who just spoke, I, you were the person that I had pinned and that that tenderness and that openness, I felt really um, carried on into that experiment in a, in a really interesting way. And I appreciated that so much. And and what an opportunity it is, and and then a bit of uh, I found that then quite scary the stories we tell about people, uh, the judgments we make about people, the biases, this you know what our story is, how that can really impact how open and how we see that person, and so uh, I I think I'll be thinking about that a lot. Um, and, and being aware of the stories and how, just how knowing the story changed completely my my experience and, and the intimacy with that image. And um, That's fascinating. And, fascinating that you say that because I was really wondering how much to say, you know, there, there's the painting. What, what happens when you stand in front of the painting? Um, you know, it, it, and you know, there was quite a lot up that I read, and it, you know, it's not an art history lecture. <laughs> um, but you know, how much to share, how much that mm -hmm. a little bit of information changes um, what we see, whether it, it was in the service of, you know, what we were doing is a good, you know, for me, a good question. Actually, I, I'm asking myself the question, you know. Yeah, I mean, to me, that that shift was really profound, mm. and uh, 
So I, I'm glad you told it, but I, I understand that because um, I did at first have my art history class lens on of, oh, look at the lighting and the hair and how skillfully that's done. And, oh, 1600s, who else was, you know, so um, anyway, so it, it really uh, uh, humanized Brun intimacy, which was exciting, a good reminder. And then, and then um, like, I just want to, I'm going to be thinking about that yeah, and, and interacting with people. Yeah, and, and I, I really appreciate that you've given me something to, to wonder about, um, you know, in, in, um, in our choice of what we share about people and, um, yeah, it, it's a really great question. And, and you know, for me, you know, I, I used to have this kind of assumption, okay, great painter, you know, for part of his life, I think he was very well recognized. And then like, oh, uh, the suffering, the suffering, which I see in the painting. You know. um, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, the, um, with, uh, the stories we tell about people, I think, in the, in the U.S. with our gun violence and this young, you know, I, I don't, I don't even know if I want to bring it up or maybe we do bring it up, but, but you know, with others, with racial or marginalized folks, the stories we tell about each other um, and how, how much power and power for destruction and power for good and knowing people's stories and 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 connection is 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 how we can get beyond those projections or biases and get to the open tenderness maybe um wow that is such a great great question um such a great question because even you know even a statement about a person is partial something you know i read and I thought, oh, okay, a bit of context, but that's a great question. What, what are we going to share? How are we going to share it? Thank you. <clears throat> we have, oh, sorry, we have Marla next. Hi, Josh. Thank you so much. At the very beginning of, of your talk, the, the description you gave of people who we might sit next to in a park bench with ever, without really having known them or spoken to them or knowing anything about them and the sense of intimacy that you still have reminds me of um, before zoom before the pandemic we knew people that way in classrooms and concerts and worship services where we were all seated next to each other and we might have a fellowship with those people or we might go to a concert where we didn't know the people so when our relationships switched to online to the the way we were looking at each other directly there were some people who were really uncomfortable with that and who yearned to go back to the days of sitting next to each other instead of facing each other and i found it really interesting how uncomfortable some people found that looking that looking into the eyes yes yes i didn't really understand it because that's not my experience of it but anyway i it just really struck me how much we've changed i think a lot of us have yeah, that's a really kind of helpful point about where we where we've come to, isn't it? And and um, you know, I was thinking about the gallery thing. Is very often we don't get permission to look at people for very long. Socially, it's not acceptable. But there's something about um, permission in gallery view and the exercise we did, which is um is potentially very um 
very intimate and very connecting. Mm -hmm. um, and it's anonymous. That's important to, to remember that we don't necessarily have permission sometimes to stare into someone else's eyes, but we do it anyway. Yes, yeah. It's a very subtle um, and kind of skilled and nuanced uh, activity, isn't it? It requires a lot of sensitivity. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> and we have Francis. Hi, Francis. Uh, you ask about both of those about both of those paintings um, what their question would be mm. if they came to inquiry. Mm. And I was thinking about that, and I thought, I'm not, of course, don't know because I'm not even sure if I could verbalize my own questions, mm. but. Part of the intimacy with them is that I think their questions would be the same as ours are. Yeah. I, I think without so. much, you know, without much difference, really. And uh, that's that's what our connection is through the centuries and through uh, through the days now. But the Rembrandt painting when I first when I first saw that painting, it's harsh. Mm. You know, he's an old man and not to not necessarily today because I was familiar with the painting, but uh, after you without even knowing the story, after you study it, really, really look into his eyes, you see a softness. Mm. And there is that point of contact with your own pain that you've had with life they were both they were both very wonderful paintings to have chosen well, i appreciate it that you've you've um mentioned the, the eyes um there's something very connecting in the painting about the the, the rembrandt self-portraits Yes, it, it invites meeting somehow. Um, you, you, I felt, I feel that he sees me. Beautiful, yeah, 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 and you see him. So there's some, there's some. It feels to me like there's some some flow going on between you when you see him. Not unlike Zoom, <laughs> where we have just an, really just an image. And like Marla said, I mean, I, I really, the first time I did, I came forward on inquiry, when I saw myself get large, <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, maybe I don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. I want to be seen so much. Yeah, it can be triggering for us mm -hmm. to zoom. Thank you. Yeah, it's triggering. I get that. Yeah. It's good to meet you. Thank you. Mm. Always enjoy when you do your presentation. Just the sound of your voice, the cadence that you have, it's very comforting and very close thank you thank you thank you for coming forward it's really mm -hmm. good to meet you and to see to see your eyes i think catherine might be trying to come forward well um thank you josh I, I felt reluctant to come forward because of what the Vermeer painting had called forward in me. Mm. So I felt that I, I, I didn't feel a connection with the woman, mm. 
felt a connection with Vermeer. Mm. I felt he was he was um, painting silence, a particular mm. full silence, mm. hanging. And it reminded me of many years ago. We were both on a re on in a day of something or other, and you handed me something, and I can't even remember what it was. I remember this feeling of time expanding mm. and being very full and almost endless. Hmm. So I think my, I think the question of the painting mm. is, what is this? What yeah. is this mm. that can happen? You know, what Suzuki Roshi calls the letter from emptiness. Yeah, yeah. I think that's for me as question. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And sorry, carry on. So what 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 um, touches me a lot is that we can we can call it up in each other. Yes, yes. It doesn't belong to us, but we can. Um, yeah, I think call it up is is the word I want to use. Call it up between. Um, yeah. I think I think um, I can't remember that what I handed you, but I know we've had many of those moments over the years where something like that happens. It's very beautiful to be be reminded, but also how potent um, everything can possibly be, including seeing a picture of a painting in an exhibition. I, th I think for me the challenge is seeing it, I, I quite quite often feel it in things that are, I consider to be aesthetically beautiful, mm. like the Vermeer or a Mirandi painting is another kind of example. For me the challenge is seeing it in the mm. ugly and Where it's less obviously, where 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 this is less obviously accessible. Yes, I think that's the challenge for me. Mm, great challenge, great question. Plastic owls, etc. You know, yeah. yeah plastic owls. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. <laughs> Thank you, Joshi. <laughs> so let's move to our closing uh, verses, please. And to say the four practice principles together. <clears throat> Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. been uh, wonderful to be with you these last two weeks and um, thank you for being here and uh, for offering yourselves to each other and this practice um, and Flint um, our teacher returns next week so thank you very much indeed
Thank you all so much for being here today. I can feel a real sense of intimacy and closeness in this room with us all together after that wonderful talk from, from Josh. Thank you so much, Josh. That was just wonderful. And if you'd like to continue to meet and share for a further 30 minutes, please do pop yourself into gallery view, which will have a whole new meaning for you now. <laughs> and we'll continue for a further 30 minutes. Thank you so much.